Julie. Hold on, hold on. It's really heavy. <laughs> oh, God, it is heavy. But whatever. Ah, oh, yeah. Julie. Yeah? I want you to tell me about my father. <laughs> well, he was approximately six foot three. Mm-hmm. He had hair like flame. He was a woke bay. He was a woke bay. He could flick a bean like Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's very specific. And, and. He, he was a weak seaman. <laughs> he would. I have a question. Was he great with horse flesh? Uh, he understood horse flesh. Yes. Okay. Could he carry a tune? Nope. Yep. Um, so, uh, did he speak Latin, French, Gaelic, English, and uh, German? Probably. Yes. He could play chess too, but once again, let me remind you, he was a weak seaman. <laughs> but expert bean flicker. <laughs> and then Brianna says, "Hey, mom, that's too much information." <laughs> and on that note. I know. Can you imagine that people who listen think like, do there really have to, does there have to be a bit every time? Yes. (laughs) So I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hi. Uh, And we are now talking about the back in the day half of episode 213. The not quite back in the day. Because back in the day would be Culloden. So this is like. Back in the more recent day? This is more like fucking Rolling Stones Day. Yeah. Also, let's say this. Soundtrack awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's Bear McCreary or if a producer chose it all, but whoever picked it, that shit was great. Mm -hmm. Oh, it made me really excited. It was really, it was great. It was maybe the most invested I've been musically in an episode of Outlander ever. It was great. So we open in the wake, which we already spoke about. But one thing we didn't talk about in the wake is that we find out that Frank is dead. Yeah. R.I.P. Frank. R.I.P. Frank. Mus. Mus. Oh, we should also say this. Uh, if you have been listening to every episode, you know that Beth Locke sponsored us <laughs> from now and from here to eternity. Um, but uh, Janine got a growler of... Gamma ray, the ginger wheat, ginger wheat, which we decided to drink in this episode because there are so many, so many gingers. gingers. <laughs> uh, but Janine and I are still drinking Dragonfly IPA from Upland. I will be switching. He will not be because he has to be responsible after this. Julie has already switched to the gamma ray. No, I'm kind of doing both. I'm kind of doing both. Right. So, um. So that's what we're drinking. So, so this is basically still Beth, but also Janine. But that means that there's still no company is paying for yeah. us to do this, which is great because we're about to swear a lot. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck you, companies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Any companies who are listening to us right now and deciding if you want to sponsor us, ignore that last bit. Wait, I love you, companies. <laughs> so... Uh, you know what's not going to come up in this episode? Mm. The Pamplemousse. No. Nope. Pamplemousse will not come up. Rupert, Rupert will, not, will come up. not come up. Bonnie Prince Douche will uh, not come oh, up. Oh, no, he absolutely he will. He comes. Oh, yeah. Because of his uh, wax figurine. Yeah, right. Because they went to Madame Tussauds. Tussauds. <laughs> um, 
But mostly we're hanging out with Claire looking like Catherine Deneuve mm-hmm. in her sweet blowout and her series of amazing trench coats. And amazing driving gloves. And her fabulous eye makeup. All right. So when Julie and I watch together, which is usually not what you mean, but this week it was, we have a problem where we can't contain ourselves. And I will say already, because you've listened to the last episode, I'm assuming that the episode where we could most not contain ourselves is when Jamie and Claire jointly, like they were arm wrestling with forearms, killed Dougal. We mm. all screamed and then held our hands in the air and couldn't function. And then we had to pause and then we went back to the show. But a lot of the 1968 stuff had a more subdued but similar reaction. Mm-hmm. I knew Brianna and Roger were coming. Julie knew they were because she got spoiled by the internet. Yeah, but didn't mind because yeah. I didn't understand what Did it was. Did you have any idea? I barely knew what I was going to be watching. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So Brianna, obviously Jamie and Claire's daughter. That beautiful. Claire, Claire was pregnant with when Sophie she came Skelton, back. That's her name. Came back through the rocks. So we get to see her. She is a history major at Harvard now. So I would assume she's probably like 20 years old, 21, somewhere in that range. In the book, she's 18. Whoops. Uh, Okay, whatever. So she is basically an adult at college. A young adult. Let's say young adult. Only young adult now means like 15. Yeah. So we'll say adult. So she comes back to Scotland with her mom to go to the wake of Reverend Wakefield. And there she is in the house. Reverend. And then she sees Roger and there's an immediate spark, but she's pushing the brakes. She's not trying to go there. Uh, They talk a little bit about the Reverend and how great it is. And then we find out that Brianna is an American. Yeah. So obviously, right? Brianna was born in Boston. Because remember, mm-hmm. Frank was like, hey, step down the weird stairs that people don't use anymore because that's not how planes work unless you're on a tiny plane anymore. Step down these stairs and well, welcome yourself to the new world. And Claire steps down and then immediately ends up with Jamie. That's not how it happened in real life. In real life, Claire stepped down the stairs and then went to be a professor's wife at Harvard and then became a surgeon. Yeah, we find out that Claire is a surgeon. Claire went through medical school. I'm confident we will learn more more about how she got her way through medical school next season Um, because there's a lot of interesting shit in that. She has a best friend in medical school that she meets who's amazing. I can't wait for that. Yeah. but I do love a best friend because that's what I'm cast as all the time. Not all the time. Not when it's me, bitch. <laughs> Never. What time fair. have I ever cast you as a best friend? Fair. Fair. It's true. It's fair. It's true. That doesn't make sense to anyone who's listening. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Anyway, so. They decide to stay in Scotland for a little bit longer because so they're at Roger the funeral, is hot. And they're going to have to drive back. And oh, no, don't have to stop at that pub. And then Roger... Both because he's a kind and generous human. And also because he's... Also, like, if you can't tell from this episode, I'm sorry to spoil this for you, but it just means that you're not particularly adept at following storytelling. <laughs> Roger stays around for a long time. Roger is a major character from here on out. Roger is around. Mm-hmm. Roger's around. Mm-hmm. So, Roger is like, mm, well, you could leave, but you could also 
stay. And so then they stay. <laughs> and then the guest room is at the top of the stairs. And then here's our nail quote for the week. We were going to record it and then we forgot because then we had a D&D game. But here's what Neil said. <laughs> uh, they may have changed it. <laughs> Just saying. In 40 years, maybe the guest room somewhere else. They may have changed it. Nope, it's the same. Just saying. It's the same. It's the same room. It was so, yeah, it was a lovely guest room. So uh, Brianna and Claire decide they're just gonna stay in Scotland. They come to, well, Claire comes to mourn the Reverend. Brianna comes because she's with her mom on vacation. I'm really sorry, Brianna. Yeah, I mean, like Claire is an awesome lady, and if you were gonna have a mom take you on vacation, you could do a lot worse. But it's very clear that there is tension mm-hmm. between Brianna. And Claire. Yeah. And then also we know that Frank is now dead and that Brianna believes that her father is Frank Randall, which anyone watching the show knows that's not true because she just fucking looks like someone took Sam Huon and Katrina and smushed them together like silly putty and then did some like and then they ended up with Sophie Skelton so we were watching this episode and about halfway in I said out loud is she British I was really hoping she wasn't gonna say so and Allison was like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? She is doing a really, really fucking good job. But I can tell she is not American. I can tell. And I wondered, was there not an American actress that they could have I'm found? guessing that's financial. I'm guessing Stars she is not the perfect. biggest. She did. And Stars is not the biggest cable company in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it was more affordable for them to hire an actress who they didn't have to then pay to fly internationally. Fucking Roger. Is he actually Scottish? Yeah. Yes, he is. Because also he's a stone cold fox. That was a luck draw there. It was just like a Sam Hewen draw. It was just like a, uh, so here's a, here's an anecdote. I think they could have found that woman in America. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. But except for, I'm guessing that was not, uh, like a hey, why don't we do go do a casting call in America? I'm guessing it was practical. Mm-hmm. Also, she was wonderful. She did a good job. She was slightly outclassed. I mean, it took she you like slightly forty minutes. She was slightly she outclassed was, by Roger. But it took you like forty minutes to ask if she was British. I'm but like, it was because she said something, and I was like, wait a minute. I was throw a voice of dissent out there. I thought she was not good. Oh, Janine! I thought she was good. I'm so sorry, and it might be because of no, you have your own opinion. The the accent was so bad, and like I didn't think I didn't think it was so bad. I thought it was enough to notice. And it might actually be, as I think about it, it might actually be editing issues because there were moments where the pauses were too long and these things, and like she was just not effective. To me, you know what Um, I'll say? Here's a thing that I will say, and we someday down the line after we've done more things. So it makes sense to talk about shit that you guys don't know yet. Um, we should talk about the differences between the books and the show. Sure. Mm-hmm. But all of that shit, the way that Brianna finds out, inc- I mean, it couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. Claire, uh, I understand why they did it, because I'm not sure it would be sympathetic on television, A. B, it would be hard to convey in 90 minutes. 
and C, it would require a completely different location. But the way it happens in the book is that Claire decides that, because Frank, this is true of both the book and the show. Frank makes her promise that she will not tell Brianna that her father is someone else until after he's died. Mm -hmm. And Frank does send a letter to the reverend about Jamie separately before he dies. Mm -hmm. Those things are both true. But the way that Claire finds out, first she the way that she finds out that he's dead in a different circumstance is that they go to visit a graveyard to see Blackjack Randall's grave. And there's a grave near it that says Jamie Malcolm Alexander McKenzie Fraser, whatever, beloved husband of Claire. And she loses her goddamn mind. And that's how it all comes out because she can't contain herself because she sees it. And that's how she ends up telling them. What an interesting change. That's completely different. Yes. So it's not all the stuff you guys, you guys, I am agog with surprise. (laughs) So all the things that they do, all the digging through the attic and the rat satire, which by the way, that is awesome. That was so What is the actor's name? Uh, his name is, sorry, I was, uh, his name is, what's, uh, Richard Rankin. Okay, that's right. He gonna, was I'm so gonna good. write that down right here. He was good through the whole episode, but that rat satire, that pushed it right over the edge. Well, that just that made shit him, was delightful. That made him cute as fuck. Also, right from the books. Yeah. So, um, all that stuff happens. All the things they do happen, but wait, we have to, we have to go back. So we find out at the beginning uh, when Claire first goes to say to him, like, this was my friend, blah, 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 we find out that Roger was McKenzie. He was adopted. Yeah. So we see that, and that is fucking crazy. That's also when we find out that Brianna is a history major at Harvard. Harvard. And Roger is a professor at Oxford. And that's also impressive. Also, hey, in the books, I'm he just teaches saying, at Belial College, which is where I went about a Sweet. Yeah. But like <laughs> Brianna is like, oh, I go to Harvard. And he's like, well, I'm at Oxford. And she goes, that's impressive. And it's like this. That was the first time I was like, meh. Okay, okay, it is impressive. It is. Imp- I mean, it is impressive. <laughs> but the way that you said that, uh, you might not be from America. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. America, not yeah. <laughs> um, so, they meet and it's cute. So, they meet cute. Meet cute. Uh, and Claire is there and... Uh, Again, Julie didn't fucking recognize her. Not right away. I want to talk about that makeup for a second because mm-hmm. we I think we disagree on this. I thought it was fucking brilliant. I thought that I mean, I want to remind you <sighs> that you literally didn't recognize her for like three and a half minutes. Maybe maybe that's what they wanted, but when I did recognize her, I have to say this. She didn't look old enough. Yeah, and how, I how I old will is she supposed to be at that point. She's probably fifty. Yeah. Mm. Late 40s. No, 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 man. Because when she was with Jamie, she was in her late 30s. She was like 39. She was in her late 20s. Well, then that's their problem for actually making her be in her 30s when she was with him. Because there's no way on this show that she was in her late 20s when she did that. I mean, she was a veteran. Nah. This... She was in her fucking 30s in Can the you show. Check how old she actually is. Absolutely. 
According to IMDb, of course. I'm going to guess 45. I am going to guess that she's 29. Nah. uh, Split the difference. Uh, Born October 4th, 1979. Okay. Yeah. So she's she's 36. Okay. Um, When she's with Jamie, she looks... A little bit older than him, which she should. Yeah. Good. Well, because she's older. Right. So, but then when you come, so she was there for three years, which would have made her 41 when she came back. And then she's giving birth to the baby. And then she should be like 50. Well, then we're going off the age of the actress, which is not the age of the character. But the age of the actress, I think, is an important aspect of this. I'm talking about what she looks like. As she looks. As like. Well, I think the important thing was to make her look older than Jamie, but not that much older. Mm-hmm. And they needed the right Jamie. And they cast Jamie first. Mm-hmm. Well, Jamie was younger than her no matter what. So yes. they could always cast a young buck no matter what. Well, no. They they couldn't cast any young buck. Well, and no, that's the whole deal, They needed right? a specific dude. But, however, she needs to be older than him when she goes there. So she has to obviously be in her 30s. Which means in the book she's like twenty seven. Yeah, but sure, not not so. not in this not in the show she's not. In the show she obviously has to have like I uh, she has to look older enough than him to be older. And the, and I feel like and I'm with you on this where they wouldn't have been much they would have had to do to assist that look. Just mm-hmm. that I don't think they 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 kept, didn't go far enough. They still kept her so youthful. They kept her yeah. face so youthful. All right. So just to be clear, what you're saying is she's too old to be young and too young to be old. Yes. Okay. Because you can't if you're if you're an actress of a certain age, there's no way to to stride that chasm. I thought that the way that they aged her was brilliant, which is that they made her look very different, and then. There were more lines around her eyes. And I didn't she had think gray it, in her hair. I, I thought she looked good. I didn't think it was different enough. You literally didn't recognize her. No. What, no, no, no. Not till I saw her face. I recognized her when I saw her no, face. No, she was on screen for like three and a half minutes before you recognized her. I don't think her. that's true. That is true. I don't. I, I think Neil recognized her before you did. I have that no memory. I have no memory of this because, because we played D Didn't recognize her. <laughs> Whatever. Here's what I'll say: is this as the episode went on, I thought the makeup was amazing for the time period. I thought her blowout was great. I do think, however, that she it was very hard to believe. That she had a 20-year-old daughter. I don't know. I think that now, I mean, mean, first of all, we may have, all right, this is maybe specific information about Julie and I, but neither of us are planning on having children. We are both in our 30s. So to me, normal is I'm in my 30s and I don't have children. And that to me right now, normal is you're in your 30s and you don't have children. And back Mm -hmm. then, she was probably late in having children. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure she was old when she had her. And that's my whole point, is that if she had this baby after she came back from three years in Scotland, she had this baby when she was like 32. So at this point, she's going to be 50 Yeah. when her daughter is in college. Yeah, but she's preternaturally beautiful. Great, <laughs> but that doesn't count. When I sure say- does. Catherine didn't know. This is what Neil said. When we were having this conversation yesterday, and Neil went, Sophia Loren, and that was all he said. 
Great. So I guess that <laughs> I guess that the uh, the character that all these women have been associating with for all their time is Sophia Loren. No, maybe she just knows how to moisturize. <sighs> Whatever. I'm just saying it was hard to believe. I was totally on board. based on her face. The hair looked great. The eye makeup looked great. But she is not old enough you know to what? have a twenty year old daughter. What I well, I mean, no matter what. Whether it has to do with her age in the show or not, of course she's old enough to have a 20-year-old daughter. She probably started having a period when she was 14, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but she wasn't having sex with Jamie when she was 14. No, but she was having sex with Jamie when she was 27. She was having sex with Jamie when she was 32 based on the show. I think we can can move on to the next thing. I think mean, we made our points. We made our points. She anyway, still the, great. the makeup was yeah. great. She looked great. Her costumes yeah. are great. I had just a little bit of a problem believing that she had a daughter that was college aged. So here's where we differ, and this is all book related, right? What uh-huh. I had, what I was positively surprised about, and maybe this makes these things the same point, is that I believed that she was, but I expected that fucking poor. Catherine and Sam Huon, we're going to have to spend the next indeterminate number of seasons in old age makeup, mm-hmm. looking, like, making it very uh, obvious how old they were, and mm-hmm. I greatly prefer this. You know, mm-hmm. and that's actually, once you say it that way, understanding that, that actually makes a lot more sense. Because we don't go back in time. We yeah. have, we spend, after the, sorry, spoiler alert, we spend no more time with Claire and Jamie in the past. Yep. From now on... Well, oh, there's nothing I can say yeah. that won't spoil things. Yeah. You gotta let it go. But that makes sense, production-wise. I understand. I understand. The we don't. Whatever year they so were wait, in Culloden, so wait, what we you're saying never is, see Claire and Jamie in Culloden year ever again. So what you're saying is, is that they have to keep Claire desirable? No. 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 I'm saying that Claire is no longer going to look whatever age you think she was right. ever again. Yeah. Right. So okay. That's done. So for the rest money. of the series, she looks the way that she looks in 1968. Okay. Or older. That makes okay. sense. That I mean, sense. I'm sure her appearance but changes. But Jamie look younger? I don't know. I've never that's seen him. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. I have <laughs> never... I haven't seen Jamie pass this time. The only thing that we know based on the show... Is that he didn't die, Culloden. That's what we know based okay. on the show. Okay, fine. Like, literally, if we're... And this is a good thing to talk about, despite the fact that this is a 1968 half of the episode. Here are the things we know about Culloden. Because they basically use Culloden as a cliffhanger, right? So, here, here's what we know about Culloden. We know that they lost because of history and also because Claire landed in the future and went who won what year is it <laughs> to somebody who just randomly was picking her up on the road nah. right hey gentlemen uh, oh hey madam do you need a ride home and she's like what year is it right that happened yeah. so uh, we know that they lost and we know based on what Roger found and again remembering Roger is a historian so we can assume his sources or sound that Jamie didn't die at Culloden. That's all the information we have. Mm-hmm. But we don't find that out till the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, so we've gone through the wake. Brianna and Roger have met each other. It's a meet cute. They're adorable. 
They decide not to leave. Claire and Brie decide not to leave because and Claire's got that great sixties eye makeup that used to happen in Mad Men all the time, where there's like a weird shadow that goes in the folds of your. That was a, was that a thing? Because yeah. I was watching oh, that. Oh yeah, it that was, was a thing intense. in the sixties. Oh my, that was a whole thing. Uh, we find out at the wake that Miss Graham is dead, which we talked about yeah, in the last R. episode. R. But Graham. her granddaughter Fiona is still doing the emotional labor, so she's still also, around. Fiona sticks around and is amazing. Fiona sticks around. All right, so Fiona's like telling Roger things like we need to get people also, out of the house. An expert you. baker. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so oh, they decide to stay. In the guest bedroom, as Neil said, maybe it changed, but they decide to stay. Claire is cuddled up by the fireplace in front of which, in 1940-whatever, she told... 60. Oh, that one. Nope. She told Frank, I'm pregnant with another man's baby. Same fireplace. She's there in her jammies with some whiskey. Roger comes up. We're sitting in the same fucking set piece. Like, nothing has changed. It's the same set piece. But there's three glasses for whiskey. Why are there three glasses? I'm assuming, well, Brianna didn't show up. I know you said that. I was like, why are there but three Brianna glasses? Brianna didn't show up. I'm assuming it was just like a three glass set. I don't Maybe know. it's just there. Was one there for the Lord? Maybe it was for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Somebody pour me out of that growler. And then we found out, and that's where we found out, that Roger is actually a McKenzie. All right. So here's a real thing. So the way that you find out that Roger is a Mackenzie is very different from the way it happens in the books. So now we know, because Claire went into genealogical research, and there's that very charming scene with her and that extra whose name that I don't happens know, later. but she was great. But whatever, we're yeah. jamming shit together. So yeah. <laughs> Roger Mackenzie, who adopts the name Mackenzie later, he uh, is the... Witches get. Mm-hmm. That's the way that they say it. But it's not true because it's later, right? So he's Brianna's, like, bazillionth time cousin. But so far apart, who gives a shit if they no, fuck? No, nobody gives a shit. Right. Especially not me. Can't wait. I mean, seriously, though, like, FDR and Eleanor, way closer. Yeah, way closer. So they, uh, so they, Claire starts to be like, hey, can you do some genealogical research on Roger Wakefield slash Mackenzie? And then they do. And what we find out at the end of the episode, let's just, let's spend a few minutes talking about Roger. What they found out at the end of the episode is that Roger is direct a direct descendant, after many generations, of the offspring of Galus Duncan and Dougal McKenzie. And Cheers. is that a good entrance for the most important part of the whole conversation? Yes. Galus! So Roger takes Brie to Fort William. There's some weirdness where she like walks up on the um, oh, and she has stripping a thing and she's like, ooh, I feel kind of chilly. And it's like, yeah, you feel chilly because this is where your dad got his ass beat by your dad's dad, 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 dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Dad, I don't know how. All right, I'm gonna count on my fingers right now. Dad's dad, 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 dad. That's nine That's dads. Close. That's pretty close to what I so just did. You guys. So the first one is it? Well, no, I did, I have no idea how many great. generations. Yeah. This was me approximating you. Mm-hmm. So we'll just assume that the first one is dads, and then there are eight. 
dads. dads. <laughs> and then so, the last one is a dad. Your dad, like real dad, like actual semen dad. Yeah, like oh he was a weak semen though. Ass kicked by your dad, 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 well, dad. We don't know anything about the quality of his, his semen except for that he couldn't. He couldn't have do it. Babies. Mm-hmm. No, he's the weak yeah, semen. Yeah, but Tobias Mungle. Mm. He got to. Did you get to see any of Tobias Mungle? No, I didn't see any of Tobias. Mm-mm. Oh, you're just gonna Janine. He's the best. He's so you good. You got so much coming. Um, mm-hmm. What Brianna said was at Fort William. This place gives me the chills as she looked directly at the whipping post. And you could see the brackets where his hands were. Like, Your dad got his ass kicked here. <laughs> Scar back. <laughs> um. So, uh, how does it happen that Brianna goes to the college where Roger works? Roger is there for a meeting or something, and he doesn't work at Oxford, but he has to go there for a meeting. This is not in the book, which is what makes it different. Mm -hmm. So, Roger has to go there to meet somebody for some sort of intellectual pursuit, whatever. He's a dude. It's important shit. We women don't need to know We don't understand. We don't care. So, Brianna is like, oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll just wait. I'll wander around. I'll wait. I'll wait. And you assume, even though she goes to fucking Harvard and like yeah. whatever, I don't care. You assume she's gonna sit on a bench and flip through the latest edition of Glamour, Ms. Right? But instead, she wanders up the stairs and she's like, "Oh, there seems to be a rally here," and you hear this voice, and <sighs> you recognize this voice. You do, and it made me so excited because I knew. Because I've read the books that it, eventually Galus would be back, and Julie has been asking me for literally almost two years if Galus was going to come back. Mm-hmm. And then I heard her fucking voice, and I want to <laughs> give props to the Outlander PR team who didn't fucking tip their hat at all that Lottie Verbeek was going to be in this episode because damn, she was in a red tight and her black boots it was so and her quiet, fabulous it was so dress. Quiet and like Brianna's like going up these stairs, and I looked at Allison and I was like. <gasps> Mm-hmm. As someone who didn't know what was going on, I was sitting there going, everyone's reacting. Why is everyone reacting? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wanted to see what they were Oh, she was so good. I'll say this about Lottie Verbeek. If people who are listening have never watched Agent Carter, which got canceled because the world is a cruel place. That uh, show is really good. Though. It's really good. Season two, Lottie Verbeek has a prominent role that's the basically the opposite of Gail Duncan. Do you think that's a fair approximation? I haven't seen season two. Oh god. Well, she's Mrs. Jarvis. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> I just made Julie's day. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> she's wonderful. She's like a beam of light. She's so wonderful and happy and positive and optimistic. It's the opposite of Gail Duncan. So well. No, I mean, ju- no. I mean, Galus Duncan does have certain dark aspects to her character, but I'm also- not saying that Galus is not without redeeming qualities. What I'm saying is that <sighs> Mrs. Jarvis, dudes, Mrs. Jarvis is like Doris Day without being annoying, and Galus is like Lizzie Borden if she didn't have an axe. Yeah, but like wonderful. It's true. It's true. But still. 
Like Galus is not there to be. A so Brianna walks up the stairs and she hears um, a, a big speech, speech about, about the white roses of Scotland. And here Scottish I want to give nationalism. a little cheers to the Outlander art direction team because those pamphlets they could not have been more sixties. It was pretty good. They were very on point. Yeah. I was actually thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. It was printed appropriately. It looked great. Yeah. Yep. So she walks up these stairs. They're in like the student union or whatever. And Galus, aka What's her name? Jillian, Jillian Akers. Akers is going for it. Like, if our beautiful Prince Charles had won. <laughs> I am bloody Prince Charlie. You are bloody Prince Charlie. So it's like Scottish nationalism. Like, what would have happened if Culloden hadn't happened? And of course, at this point, Brianna doesn't know shit about shit. She doesn't know. They just are But pals. we all know. And we're like... What? And so she meets Galus, Jillian. It's like, well, it's very interesting what you said, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? They have a history major conversation. Right. And Jillian's like, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about a dick rock. So let's follow Jillian's path for just a second. So the way that works from here on out is that they bring home her little pamphlet and Claire sees it. And we'll get back to what happens before Claire sees it in a second. But Claire sees it and decides like, oh, I should go try to find her. So she goes to the Edgar's house. Edgar. 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 That's an Edgar suit. He's wearing an Edgar suit. Edgar house. Uh, If you don't understand that reference, it's a reference to Man in Black, which means that you're way more culturally sophisticated than I am. No, just younger. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, Just younger. No, no, no. To be fair, I didn't get it. Edgar suit. It's an Edgar suit. (laughs) Yeah, Julie, you're also not younger than me. No, no, no. I'm way older than you. Yeah, Julia's... Not actually not that much older than me. No, I'm pretty old though. Like I'm I mean, almost forty. I'll say this: Julie could have been my babysitter, which, in like cultural speaking, I'm basically invisible and nobody hears me. So, well, that's not true because you're too funny. Nah, no nah. people hear you because you're funny. You're nah, in a podcast. nah. That's true. You're in a podcast. You're an inner. My latest jam is calling Julie an internet personality, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious because I'm the fucking whatever. Whatever. She re she retweets things. What ifs? <laughs> I don't even understand how the Twitters works. You retweet things quicker than I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm old. <laughs> What the hell were we talking about? Um, talking Galus. Galus. Oh, God. Lottie no, Verbeek. Wait, wait. Hey, we've been choosing people all fucking night. Lottie Verbeek. That actress God, is she great. was so good. And we'll be talking a lot more about her when we start season one in like three weeks. But so we see her at the college. Brianna sees her and then they have a cute chat. I don't have anything between that and the wax figure of Bonnie. This is a real problem because we were so into this episode that neither of us wrote notes. Yeah. So, um, I guess that the next thing is that. So they had the meeting. Uh, Brianna listened and Roger showed up. They had a cute chat. Roger met her. I feel like that's an important point. That is. Well, it is an important point because of what we're going to get to. Yeah. So they all met. Roger and Brianna and Galus all met. I'm sorry, Jillian. Jillian. All met. And at 
around the same time, Claire went to see her husband. In his grave at Culloden. No. The mass grave. No. Jillian's husband. Oh, that's right. Sorry. No, but she did the mass mass grave thing then that. Yeah, no, totally. She went to Culloden, which also doesn't happen in the book. So she went to Culloden. Oh, so she'd already said goodbye. No, I'm talking about goodbye right now. So she went to Culloden and she stood in front of the... Marker stone that says Clan Fraser. And the, the deal about Culloden is that none of those stones actually mark anything at all. Right? Because, well, they mark a mass grave. They're hundreds just like, and hundreds of people all died. All this clan died. All this clan died. Yeah. All this clan died. And none died. of them in a specific place. So she decides she's going to go. And some little old lady says, are you a Fraser? And she says, yes. And then... She stands there and she apparently tells all about Brianna's life. And it goes like this. You have a daughter. She, and then there's a cut and she goes, and that's all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally, that's the way it happens. It's not, it's not a great cut. I'm going to be she, honest. She acts like you. She, that uh, cut. Yeah. And then touch the stone and like, I love you. And, and now all. I can finally say goodbye. And then she says goodbye. And I will admit it's very moving. It was a lovely scene. Kept did a great job. Uh, and if she didn't already have the faith episode, this would be her Emmy episode. But she has the faith episode, which is her faith Emmy was episode. Better. Yeah. I don't know that it was a better episode. But it, it was, was better. better for her. It was better for her. I wouldn't. I like not knowing what the faith episode was. At least watching this episode, she had some good. It was a good moment. I wouldn't give it yeah. an Emmy moment though. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Faith was when she had the miscarriage yeah, and the that's, baby. I mean, listen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna. We'll have to watch that Sunday, one with you. Yeah. You know what? Before we do the season wrap up, we should watch Faith with Aaron. I'm sorry, Janine. Yeah, Janine. well, who's Aaron? Come on. Who I is have Aaron? no idea who's Aaron. So <laughs> while this shit is happening, when uh, Brianna is at the college and meeting Jillian, a.k.a. Galus, Claire is saying goodbye to Jamie for the last time. Oh, it was really rough. And then we come back and Roger's like, hey, let's go to the pub. Also, this is a thing we should mention that we haven't yet, which doesn't happen in the books, which is Brianna says, hey... I read a bunch of letters from your dad, adopted dad, that said there was a weird thing that happened between my parents and they were in Scotland, but it's not referenced outright. But it was obvious that he didn't want to put it in writing. So there was a thing. The I event. Don't know what it was. The, the event. event. So then Roger, because apparently he's a busybody, was like, oh, don't, don't worry, my. Father kept journals. <laughs> so this gets better. Wait, 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 wait. What about when we went to the museum and there was Bonnie Pierce douche oh, whoosh bag? I mean, and we're then, not going in order. But wait, but wait. <laughs> Dragonfly and Amber was D, there. D, I know. That's clear. That wasn't Brianna and Roger. No, but it was in the same museum. Yeah, it was at the Ms. the Culloden. The Culloden. Yeah, museum. but yeah. Claire wasn't there. That mm, was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was, Claire saw. The, no, that's separate. No, Claire saw all of it. It's all yeah. Claire. Yeah. It's all Claire. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's all Claire. What? So, but now we're in Brianna and Rajar. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brianna and Rajar. After they saw the Lots Ness Monster, they <laughs> went to have some haggis <laughs> and then they ate some biscuit. There's no R. <laughs> I know. There isn't an R to haggis either. Oh, I just kind of went with that. Hag- and it's, then like, it's like ass. Aaron. 
<laughs> the same. It's basically the equivalent. So we're moving forward to where they go up. Like he took her to the pub and he was like, wait a minute. I have all this shit in my dad's house. Dad's house. The Reverend's house. Dad's house. That is the, his my dad's, dad's house. house. There's some shit up there. He kept journals for years. Let's go look at the journals. And she's like, sweet. And they go. And then, so then there's all the interspersed this and that and whatever. And they do a lot of digging and there's a rat. And then, oh, the rat satire. He sings one an of my adorable song. favorite moments from the entire episode. Also it was really good. from the book. It was really good. Oh, it was very charming. You know, that guy, remind me his name. Uh, uh, you wrote it down, I think. Richard Rankin. Richard Rankin. R.R. Very charming. Did you make that up or was that scripted? Because if Oh, you... that's in the book. Oh, no, no, no. I understand song, it was in the, the book. Song, word for word. Oh, all right, fine. All right, Diana gambled on you win. Cheers, Diana. <laughs> Someday she's going to listen to this shit. I'm going to feel great about it. <laughs> anyway, it was adorable because it's like that time when you date a guy. Don't nibble on me while it's I'm I would walk 5,000 yeah, miles. Yeah, it's like when you date it's like when you date a guy and you're kind of pissed that he's a dude, but then all of a sudden he says something so adorable and cute and you're like, oh, wait, I could bone you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened Also, there. I mean, you might have that thought no matter what because he's very handsome. He's very handsome, but he's Mumford and Orson. Yeah, but it's got a nice beard. It's not an out-of-control beard. We haven't even talked about her pants yet. We'll come back. Oh. Yeah, we've really avoided that. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Costumes We're going to come back to that. We'll come back to that. So, basically, at some point, Roger was like, let's go look at my my, grand, my grandfather's journals. And they, <laughs> <laughs> they go read the journals, and then Brianna finds out that, oh, shit. My dad was alive in 17 1700s. No, that's not what realize, happens. Yeah. What she realizes is that her dad was not her dad because her mom got stolen by the fairies. Right. She sees the... And she came back three months pregnant. Three years later. Yeah, yeah. But right. Three, three months, months pregnant. pregnant. Three years later. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so Brianna <laughs> runs in the room pissed as hell. And I have to but say. But this is, wait, hold on. This is also after Claire has done all the shit about finding out where Lollybrock went. Oh, going, that scene when she's in Lollybrock, Jesus Christ. Going to the mass grave at Culloden and, like, touching it and, like, saying goodbye. Like, Claire has been doing her best. I'm releasing all of this out of... I, I have done this. I am saying goodbye. I am doing all of this. And then Brie comes in hot. No, we gotta, we gotta give it more time, right? Because it's separate things. Also, I should say, this shit, also not in the book. Claire goes out of her way to not engage with any of the shit. What she wants to do in the book is just tell Brianna who her father is. So she goes out of her way to avoid Culloden. She doesn't go to Lallybrock. She doesn't go to any of these places because she doesn't want to. Brianna goes with Roger. The only thing the only thing she says to Roger is don't bring her to Craig 
Because don't touch a day crop. Because you might go accidentally back in time. Oh, Lord. Right? Oh, Anyway, in, in the show, it's heartbreaking because Claire is going about actually making peace. Grieving, yeah. With her feelings about Jamie and everything. And then Brianna finds out and then Brianna confronts her. And it is like the Awful. worst. Oh, she basically calls her a slut. It's for the like worst. Five minutes. It's really awful. But then, Janine. When, yeah. When Claire yeah. says, <laughs> when Claire actually says to her, it was the love of my life. And she looks just disgusted. Yeah. She really does. That was actually really hard to watch. And I will say this: this the thing in the the thing that's the same in the books is that Brianna accepts the reality of her mother's life when she sees Galus disappear. Yeah, but 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 that comes later. I know. Because well, and it's the same. She doesn't believe. She doesn't believe. She doesn't believe. She sees Galus disappear. She believes. Oh, we even forgot about the fact that Claire went to her husband's house and took all the notebooks. Whatever. So Claire at this point knows that in Galus. In the books, she knows. steals the notebooks from the college that Galus is taking all the courses at, where she's spending, uh, where she's spending all her husband's money on education, but that like also, a stupid whore. That also happens in the show, guy. though. This also happens oh, in the I show. Know, that's what I'm saying. So it's like a star is born. He's <laughs> drunk. He's drunk in their oh, house. He was so drunk that he's paid for. Oh God, this goes back so much. Cl- fucking Claire sees it. She steals the notebooks. Finds out that Galus is doing this. They find out that Galus is leaving. God, All right, this doesn't so make any sense. Thing. No, here's the thing <laughs> that's worth talking about from a person who's read the books, right? So I'm currently sitting at a table made of glass, covered with one lighter that says Wilco, several beer caps, my notebook, Julie's notebook, Aaron's computer, some Janine's computer. I'm sorry, Janine's yeah, computer, a sound mixer, a growler, and lots of empties. And here's what I'm going to say around this space. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> that was the best lead up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, what were we talking about? Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we forgot to talk about the part where no, Claire meets, meets hold on. Galus's husband. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. All right, so let me give you the background. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Here's, yeah. So here's the shit on time travel in general from Outlander. So first of all, Claire goes to see... This doesn't happen in the book. Claire goes to see the husband of Jillian Edgars, and he is so hammered he can't keep his eyes open and says, like, oh, I told her she shouldn't spend all my money on courses but he has a beautiful house so obviously he has a lot of money i don't know what's the in 1968 what was the property <laughs> no, no, value no, no. in scotland that house was beautiful like the big windows and shit but you don't know what the property value was in scotland right there but uh, but hold on Ooh. it doesn't matter when it happens <laughs> it was a beautiful house it's true yeah. so um and then he falls asleep and claire goes like uh, I'm going to take these notebooks. I guess I'm just going to take these notebooks. And she does. So she takes these notebooks. And I really, from a reader's perspective, I really hope that next season we get at least some chunk of the 
grimoire of Galus Duncan because that shit. Oh, we get to see her her journals and they are hot. They're a hot fucking mess. Oh, they're wonderful. I, so they're, they're wonderful, are, but they're if also you follow, a hot mess. If you follow uh, any of the people of all involved with the production of Outlander, so people with Tallship Productions or any of the writers or producers or in particular Terry Dressbach, who's the costume designer, they occasionally tweet photos. So I've seen many, many photos of the inside of the Galus, the Galus Grimoire, right? Which is in the show. So she's but, been researching how to time travel. So her opinion, and this is all bullshit that's also mentioned, is that it requires both gemstones and a human sacrifice. And guess who's going to die? Here's <laughs> the thing. Well, yes, her husband's going to die. But <laughs> knowing, just going forward... Galus is not correct. Galus is wrong. Ugh. The way that her shit works, we're fine, is mm-hmm. that Galus is wrong. That's not how it works. That's not the thing. So, uh, what you know Brianna is that... Brianna has not believed this shit. And then she sees... And then they show up on the hill because Claire, to her credit... And Roger, to his extreme credit, told Claire. Because Claire is like, hey, by the way, if I stop this woman from going back in time to get burned to death, you're going to die. You might not exist. And Roger's like, well, we can stop we her from dying. We should probably do that. So they go to his great credit. Also in the book, that's what happens. If you need enough reason to ro- love, Roger Wakefield. I already yeah, love him like, because he's like Jimmy Stewart in a cable knit sweater. Yes. Also, he's a great beard. Did we ever see his neck? Nah, we never saw his neck. Great. You know what? I wrote that down at some point. Janine was like, I bet he has a great neck, but I've never seen it. <laughs> but he's extra hot. He's like that guy that in high school you were maybe like best friends with and never thought about getting with. And then when you're in your 20s, you're like, why didn't I fucking fuck that guy? Uh, that's the opposite of my high school experience. My high school experience was, oh, that guy in that turtleneck. I should get with him. Oh, he doesn't know I exist. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but now that guy would want to fuck you. I don't know. I don't know. Let's find that turtleneck guy. Hey, at turtleneck guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag turtleneck guy. Who's with us? Who wants to have sex with these ladies? <laughs> no. Who wants to sex with Tumbo? <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. I do. I do. I've known your husband for a long time. I know exactly what that means. It's an NBA joke, you guys. I don't know if you know this, listener, (laughs) but Julie's husband and my partner, who I'm not mad at right now. Mob. (laughs) Mob. It's a different person. Yeah, that's mob. What? So uh, they both watch a lot of NBA Basketball. <laughs> Who wants to sex Mutombo? So I've heard the story about when Dikembe Mutombo walked into a bar and said, Who wants to sex Mutombo? So many times. Yeah. Just saying. And the answer is absolutely no one. No. Who? Sorry. Everyone. No! Yes. Everyone. Come back. I need I to back up for the microphone. No, come back. I need to go back. I need to see. I need to see what that's like. Janina's reeling us in. I'm sorry. I need to see what that's like. I don't. I I do. Anyway, so where were we? Wait, hold on. 
So they find out that Galus is going to the Dick Rocks that night. She's going back in time. Well, I mean, there's a whole thing. Because Galus is after Brianna's like, tell me about my dad. And Claire's like, oh, well, he existed back in the day. And, and Brianna doesn't like, believe her. you're a fucking liar. Right. She's like, but I'm not really... And then they go to the Dick Rocks because they want to save Galus. And then Galus is all in her homespun because she's smart about time travel. All right. So let's talk about this for a moment. So I spent a lot of time on Twitter, on Tara Dressbox Twitter. There are two. She has two. One is just her. One is just about Outlander. So I I follow both of them because I don't really have a life. So (laughs) I follow both of them. But the one that's her costuming, there's a whole shit about how Galus, the costume you see her in when she's at the Dick Rocks, the, the DRs. No, just Dick Rocks. Okay. The Dick Rocks. Um, She's wearing basically what she wears when we see her. The first time? When she's like, she's in the gardens. Yeah. Yeah. But when we see her that time, apparently there was a whole fan uproar about how it wasn't historically accurate. And it's the same costume. Okay, Because she didn't fucking know. So she time traveled with something she thought, like her headscarf shit. Yeah. That was her thinking she knew what was what. And she didn't. And then that's what we see. And if you look at the pictures, please do. Because Terry Dressbrock is a fucking genius. That shit is the same. It's just brilliant. It's like she had one outfit that she recycles for when she needs to meet new people. It's just great. It's wonderful. So we haven't talked about this, but I know that there was a mention that Jillian thought she had to have a human sacrifice, and guess who that human sacrifice was? Uh, her husband. Kind of a dick. So I think her husband. He. She it just straight the up biggest dick. Well, she straight up set him on fire with like gasoline <laughs> and shit. I mean, I assume he was dead beforehand. It was you not hope. awesome. Passed out. No, he drove her there. Like his car was there. She might have drove that car. Whatever. Maybe she killed him at home. You know what I like? Who knows? You know what I like to think? He was just so drunk and saturated with alcohol. She just had to strike a match. Bush. But then you saw <laughs> she her went like, "Hey, you get saw the gasoline," and then yeah. they drive, and then she's like, "You should take a nap right here," and then she just lit him. So she lit his ass on fire and then touched the rock and left right as fucking Claire and Brianna and Roger are running up. So Brianna gets to see her disappear into the rock. Well, and as she's running up, she goes, what's that buzzing? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a buzzing thing. This is, this remains important. So here's the thing we should point out. Claire, Brianna, and Roger all hear a buzzing. Then why does Roger into hear the it? past, Jamie does not hear a buzzing. But why does Roger hear it? Because he's the witch's get. <gasps> oh, I didn't even think about it. It's that. genetic, because it's genetic. Yeah. He gets it. I, Julie, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but no, I don't. feel like I should point out that Brianna and Roger can both travel in time. All right, fine, fine. I appreciate that that's about to happen to me. So we see... I literally just spit beer all over my purse. We see that fucking Jillian falls into the rocks. We know where she's going. 
Claire, 50-year-old Claire is pissed. Like, what? So here's the thing I think I should point out, which is that if you're paying attention to what Jillian says in her grimoire, she thinks gemstones matter. And in the books, gemstones steer where you're going, which is how we get uh, a time spent in the past that's not 200 years, which is Claire's, right? Claire goes back roughly 200 years, which is what's in the stories. Gaelis goes back way more than that because she leaves after Claire and goes earlier. Mm-hmm. Because she Because you got to establish her fucking self to get in there to be a Jacobite. She steers. Yeah, she knows. Which, spoiler Gemstones. She believes it's gemstones. She also believes it's human sacrifice, but it's not human sacrifice. <laughs> so, Galus is gone. Jillian is gone. We say all this shit. As Roger and Bree run up, Roger hands Claire a letter. Oh, uh, no, that's later. No, because she's by the rocks when she sees it. No, it's, it's, well, no, because you, you're forgetting, we because just, there are no cell phones, Roger. Yeah, he has to leave. He has that's to, right. So there's a, All right, there, so yeah. she burns her husband alive. Roger. They send him back to get a cop. They're like, Roger, get help. And all three, we, I have to None say, us, yeah. Julie, Aaron, and I Jean- are Jillian. Janine. No. Janine. I'll be Jillian. Janine. Julie and I are all extremely intelligent people. We watched the show and we didn't realize that the reason that Roger was not there was that there was no such thing as cell phones for like 10 minutes. It was ridiculous because they were like, because Claire and uh, Brienne were having this moment and they were like, she was like, I She's like, you. you're right. Yeah. I can't believe you I were believe, right. I believe, believe you. And we're, and we're just sinking. And her we're horrible like, American It wasn't accent. that horrible. It wasn't great. No, wasn't her great. appropriate American accent. It wasn't great. Um, but then all of a sudden, wasn't bad. all of a sudden, Roger shows up coming from his car and we're like, Oh, yeah. He would have to fucking drive. And then it would have to drive to town. Because it was dawn. Because we're seeing, like, sunlight. We're like, holy shit. all the way to town. He had to drive all the way to town. I'm calling because there's someone. Oh, my God. Who needs medical assistance. He's on fire. And he needs help from someone who is not me. I think we all just learned it takes 30 minutes to make a conversation in exactly general. just in general just in general. <laughs> in general so they show up at dawn at dawn and that's when claire finds out that jamie maybe didn't die and here's the difference between the books julie can you let me have this for a second please all right so here's what happens in the show Roger has already found a text that says there was one fraser officer who was in a house and there were a bunch of people injured in there and all of them were shot. But one, a Fraser, an officer of Lord Lovett's regiment, survived. And then they did fucking process of elimination. They figured out that he was the only one. And then Claire, standing in front of her daughter, this is not a thing that happens in the book, says, I have to go back. Which, first, true. Second, I'm really sorry, Brianna. Now, in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
The man who could flick my bean in 10 seconds? <laughs> I am sorry. All right. Hey, wait. Brianna, you cool at Harvard? You like 20? You feel good? Look at this guy in the cable knit sweater. Maybe there's a flick bean thing there. I don't care about the body. No. So, so. Julie is <laughs> actually rock, not touch that a rock, rock. Touch a rock. Touch a rock. Touch a rock. So if this, so if it is any in any way similar to the books, it's actually not that far. Julie is not that far off, despite the fact that she was just being hilarious. <laughs> But the way that it works is that I love you. Bye. No, it's not that at all. They it's because they're not the rocks. They go to the rocks just to try to save Jillian. And then because I I will say this, the rocks are way scarier in the books. They all pass out. Roger bleeds through his nose. They all pass out. I'm sorry. Because it's traumatic. It's traumatic experience. Based on just being a person who's just watched the show, mm-mm. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit that you're my daughter. I don't give a shit that you're the guy that's about to fuck her. I don't give a shit. Boop, 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 I wonder if you're forgetting the way that she describes going through the stones in season one is being in a car that falls off a bridge and goes upside down only ten times worse. That's Fine. literally what she says. Because if that's what I have to pay to get Jamie back. Or, I mean, she's still do it. I, I, I'm assuming I'm not spoiling anything for anyone when I say that Claire yeah is eventually going to go back in time again but that's, that's my whole thing because the like, series would end if she was like no end of series dun, 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 dun. that was my Game of Thrones no, but it's like oh, because eventually all those Brianna, people would just have to watch Game of Thrones you're an, you're an amazing adult woman in 1968 you're about to learn about birth control Roger you're astounding and a very sensitive man with a beard why don't you guys fuck each other? Bye! I'm touching a rock. That's not how it works. But it's not that far off. Ugh. So. I'm sorry. If I had a Jamie in my history where I could touch a dick rock to get back there. Jaylee. Well, Jaylee. Julie. I mean, she's going to go back. You have to know. Her, the last Will line. Will she be old and he'll be young? No. No. That's what we were talking about before with the whole makeup thing, right? Like, yeah. They, time has passed now for them. And I think that's the most exciting thing about this. Yeah. thinks blood sacrifice and gemstones allow her to steer. That's like my mom, though. Claire just walked through the stones. So she just walked through the stones again. Maybe, hypothetically, same timeline. So she'll go back... She will go back and it'll be this. She'll be, she'll go back to being like 32 years old. She'll go back to being like normal times when she was fucking Jamie. Parallel timelines. So, like, as 20 years has passed for her, 20 years has passed for him. Mm -hmm. That is hot as fuck. Mm -hmm. I am sorry. That is the hottest thing ever. Like if if she's fifty years old and he is like forty five years old or forty two years old, yes. Can you? I I think that's the exciting part about this is like, like yeah, three years and blah 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 and all this horrible war shit. But now she's gonna go fucking back twenty years later and be like, I found out you were a fucking liar. I touched a dick rock. Hey, <laughs> hey, I decided I because this is a thing that's not made clear by the show. 
going through that shit could just kill you. Oh, sure. Yeah. It well, could it's kill never you. Kill these women. Why did they have to go back? Oh, no, well, I guess we it get could there. kill those women. That's a thing that's not clear in Galus's book. People go through those stones all the time and die. All the time. Why did Claire live? Whatever. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. No, it, she lived the first time because she got lucky. She lived the second time because she was th- thinking about Frank and Brianna, her baby. Not Brianna specifically because she didn't know gender or whatever. That's why. It's because you focus on a person. Ooh, spoiler. Shouldn't have said that. Oh, hiccups. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Are we going to do the scale or are we going to let it go for the second We're going to do the scale. You got this. All right. It's All right. you. So, uh, so this is only the 1968 portion. Um, you know what? We skipped something. We skipped something really important. What is? The Doing It by Craig and Dune. Uh, well, that was in the old one. No, we talked about it in the old one. Oh, we're in 1968? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. We talked about it in the old one. And remember I cried? You did cry. Yeah, remember that was sad. <laughs> because it was too real. <laughs> Neil, I love you. Did we skip 1968 shit? No, I didn't. No, 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 Oh, no, we have not talked about the velvet pants. But we're going but to. Hold on, that's hold on. Okay, okay, okay. BT Dubs, Neil, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, in the 1968 portion of this episode, just the 1968 shit, what do you feel about the costumes, are you going to go like, hold on, I'm going to give you a scale. 1968 scale. Am I going to go Umbrellas of Cherbourg? Oh, boy. <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> or, uh, that's that's pretty deep, though. That's like real 1968. Uh, so that'll be my highest. That'll be no, my highest. You're missing the most obvious reference. My lowest is Madman. No, that's not lowest. No, man. You go back and watch Umbrellas of Cherbourg. I've seen Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Okay, fine. So, so so maybe we'll swap it. Let's do that. No, don't swap it. But Mad Men only has 1968 for one year. Umbrellas of Cherbourg is all 1968. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then you get to watch... The 60s evolve when you're watching them. But we're only talking about one year. We're talking about 1968. Oh, well, let me say this. I only know the eye makeup because of Mad Men. All right. All right. I will say this. That weird ass line over her fucking eyeball. 60s eye makeup. Fucking not good. No, it's great for the 60s. That's what it was. Well, obviously it's good for the 60s. That's a but Joan Harris standard. It didn't Thank look Thank you, Christina good. Hendricks. Well, I mean, I thought it was great. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, Christine Hendricks, for several things. All kinds of things. Specifically, everything about you. I'm going on a 60 scale. (laughs) Give me a second. I'm going on a 60 scale. Just just give me a second. All right. So I'm going to say the educational film that inspired me for madness. That's my low end. Mm Mm-hmm. My high end is gonna be. Um, well, it should be Mad Men, but I won't say that. I'm gonna say the Victor Garber Godspell. Nice. And I'm gonna say. Ooh, that's real hippie, though. That's like extra hippie. Oh, I know. I'm gonna say that that makes it. 
like a like a concert version of hair. Okay, all right. But mostly just because. Can we talk for a minute about Let Brianna's pants? Let the sunshine. Let the sunshine. Julie, can you give me just a second here? Here we go. I want to share with you all a special skill. Are you ready? I I don't have that many, but this is one of them. When the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, then peace will guide the planet. And I'm done. So... (laughs) <laughs> what I'm saying is This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius Age of Aquarius Aquarius I can't stop myself, I can't stop oh, myself Alright, alright, alright So What I'm actually saying Is that I think That Time is a fluid entity. It changes. So it, we start. We're talking about Mad Men. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're not talking about Mad Men. Where do I go on the scale? So right. uh, it's not Mad Men because Janie Bryan is a fucking genius, and it's not quite that. I mean, I I think it's brilliant. I think especially Brianna's costumes are wonderful. They're not showboaty. Like no one ever said like, oh no, let's put Brianna in Paisley. That never mm-hmm, happened, mm-hmm. right? So it's beautiful. And God, those orange, burnt orange velvet pants. They were really good. Oh, they were fabulous. I should own them. Me too. They were great. And then she had her little like out on the town date with Roger where they saw the wax figurine of BPD in his plaid costume. Right? So what? what's your... Uh Ending costume scale. Oh, God. Um, the, what, what is the name of the episode of Mad Men where there's it's a hard isn't it? <laughs> No. Look it up. Look it up. Because that's my answer. But I am too drunk. If I was sober, I could tell you the name of the episode in Mad Men where the guy gets his foot run over with a lawnmower, which I hadn't seen. And now I'm immediately incredibly no, sorry. No, Mad Men. No, no, that's okay. I don't mind that. Here's the thing. I you never mind a know. spoiler. I never so, mind a spoiler. I know, but you I don't care. Do, but you don't. But you I don't do, care. But you don't. So Julie and I uh, have. Uh, so I. I mean, every time we've done this, I've seen all of them, and she hasn't. But a guy. It's called a guy walks into an advertising agency. I don't know how to look this up. I'm looking. At, it's the last season, right? No. You said the 60s. Season it's like season three. Uh, most oh. of it's in the 60s. Oh, I thought you said the last. Never mind. No. It's called a guy walks into okay, an advertising agency. We'll come back to that. That is what it's called. That's what so it's called. So that's costumes. We'll come back to it. No, that's costumes. That's what we're talking about, right? That's fine. That's fine. Because Joan is wearing a beautiful suit that gets splattered with blood. Uh, hold on. No more. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. What about doing it scale but you this is what? only 68 you can't only 68 you can't we can't talk about the desperate doing it because we've okay. already talked about that's the desperate right doing all right it. so what is let's make this a dry eye episode yeah what is um when there's just sexual tension when oh i guess that's sleepless in seattle yeah yeah because you never see them actually or in the middle of sky 
at the beginning. Oh, I would never time. say Vanilla Sky because that shit is sexist. Oh, yeah, actually. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to say Sleep is in Seattle, which is great because in Sleep is in Seattle, if it, the roles were reversed, it would be sexist. A horror movie. It would be a fucking But because of the world we live in, it's not. And it should be. And get back to me someday. Oh, my God. All I want in the world is for Sleepless in Seattle to be sexist. Not too long away. Hopefully. Oh, that makes you very optimistic. I'm just saying. It's terrifying. So what's the other aside? Uh, drinking. Nope. Don't get up. Never. All Wait, you hold need- on, hold on. I'll give you a scale. Okay. From Bob Ross. Oh, bless him. I do love Bob Ross. To American Ninja Warrior. I mean, you've got like a guy painting on a canvas to people like trying to achieve something physically. No, here's physically. my answer. This is the answer. When you think you're not doing anything... And so you decide you'll just tune into an episode of Law and Order, just because. And then it ends up being weirdly gripping. And there's some Broadway payday actor who does all kinds of shit, like a Jeffrey Wright, mm-hmm. right? Who's just playing a character who's just there for the paycheck. Only he's so good that nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And then. <laughs> He's there, and it's awful, and you can't stop watching. Mm -hmm. And so then terrible things happen, and all you want is for them to go well. But because he's not white, he's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. So then you watch him be the bad guy, and then eventually he dies, because either he gets put into prison, and you can assume he dies, or he gets murdered in prison, because that's what happens to people who aren't white. Or... Um, I don't know. The world is a vampire, as William <laughs> Corgan said. So terrible things Fuck happen. So that is where I say, which is basically a ten. If it's one, no, it's eleven. If it's a one out of ten. If you haven't watched yet, I I'm not sure why you're listening. <laughs> Fair enough. Are I mean, you, here's are you thing. a fucking pervert? No, here's what I say. If you are, if you listen to the podcast. And are planning on watching season two and have not read the books and have not watched season one. Mm, no, even if you have, if what okay. you, if your ideal situation is you listen to us after you've watched season two, then I'm not sure if you've watched like through 212, why the fuck you're listening to us right now? Cause we give you a buffer zone. So I'm not sure why, but you fucking shouldn't. Because it's really good. They're both so good. Julie, mm-hmm. Janine? Yes. Good. God, they're good. They're so good. And Sophie Skelton, who plays Brianna, is so good. And who plays Roger, is so good. <laughs> they're really good. It's a good here's, episode. Here's the thing. Look, if you're not already watching Outlander by now, I'm sorry. If you have just started... Welcome, because this show is amazing. Welcome. If you are halfway through, if you're just watching the first season, you really shouldn't be listening to this right now. <laughs> you should wait. But really, this show is amazing. And I, I, 
I say that as somebody who has a very strict regard for uh, caring about bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this show is obviously a romantic fantasy, but it is so real in so many regards. So here's a thing I want to know. So next week, what we're going to do is we're going to record an episode that's about season two as a whole. And what I want to know is if there's one episode in season two that Janine should watch, what episode is it? <laughs> and he'll watch it. Won't he? He will. He, he will. will. <laughs> so you pick. You all pick. You decide. What, I mean, I have to assume. No, I won't even say what it is. But I think that we both assume mm-hmm. one episode that it is. And I, I feel like, and let us know on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you, Twitter, you can, at Podlandercast, or Facebook, or which is you, also Podlandercast. If you want to just add me directly to that on Twitter, I, I have a newly personal Twitter account. Yeah. It's Pagel, P-A-G-E-L underscore Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Or Julie Starby, at Julie Starby. Oi. <laughs> or at Allison Shue. But mostly maybe just do at Paula Intercast. And you let us know what you think the one episode Janine should watch should be. And then he'll watch it. I won't will. he? He will. There's no won't. It will. And then because you know what? It really like it was a great episode. It would have been a great episode even if it was just me and Julie. Because mm-hmm. it was great. Cheers. Cheers. I was glad I watched it with you. But there was something about watching it with... Janine, who'd never seen a single episode of the show, but he knew because he cares because he listens to us talking about it, so he knew who everybody was before he saw them, and it really like it was special. I thought it was special. It was special. I'm not getting as weepy as Julie talking about her husband. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I won't apologize. No, sorry. Don't you dare apologize. No, I'm sorry. Not sorry. Because you know what? I love my husband very much. (laughs) <laughs> deuces. deuces 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 so uh we love janine he's wonderful janine say hi hi yeah he's the best so he watched with us it was his very first time and when he watched that Dougal fight he couldn't fucking handle it it was wonderful <laughs> so if you have shit or if you want a dude perspective he'll be in dude lander too whatever you want any any questions that you have about the season as a whole this is your time to ask them we will answer them in the next episode after that we are having an episode where all we do is talk to dudes about what they think about outlander uh which i hope will be as fascinating to you as it will be to us we're gonna high five in front of her microphone there we go i i i hope it will be as fascinating as we find it i have to say that neil is really worried that he won't be as funny as he is when we talk about him oh you guys he's the funniest (laughs) i mean he is really funny uh, Aaron just, I'm sorry, Jeannie just gave it a, a wrap it up gesture. Hey, All right. Been, it's been a one, and this has been a big, big, big season. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. been a big season. All right. All right. So just to reiterate, next week, season two wrap up. Week after, dudes talk about season two. And after that, we start with season one. And I think we're going to do every other week, one episode. So it'll space it out. 
At some point, we might speed up because I think it's too long. If that makes you feel better about the drought lander, I don't think we could do every other week with season one and not run into season three. So mm-hmm. if that makes you feel better, that's good. Uh, so I'm Allison. I'm Julie. And I'm Janine. That's Janine. <laughs> um this is the official end of season two, even though we're doing a wrap up. So thank you for listening. Thank you. It's our first season. It's Outlander's second season. And I cannot tell you what a fucking jolly it gives us every it's time. So, it's so filled with joy. Every time you say something online, if you say something on Facebook, or you give us a review or you do whatever, it just makes us feel like a million bucks. Last night, Julie and I were playing D&D for Ugh. too long. We were extremely Way tired. Way too long. And then we got a comment from L.E. Dixon. Hey, if that's you, I'm Thank really sorry you. if it was wrong about how there was not enough alcohol for you to make your way through Orange is the New Black and Outlander. And I agree. Julie, do you agree? I guess. I don't know anything great. about Orange is the New Black. <laughs> and if people who are listening ever, well, this season of Orange is the New Black ended in a really terrible way. Mm. If um, you end up in Chicago, and you want to hang out, you let us know. Fuck yeah, man. We just hang out with Janine. It's true. It's all we do. It's great. And you come hang out, and it'll be great. And even if you're not going to, please tell your friends, because we would like this to be a real thing, because we think that we have, like, a really good market on... um, uh, Irreverent commentary. (laughs) Like, smart, but not awful. (laughs) Smart minus douchey. Yeah. That's what I think. So, once again, I'm Allison. I'm Julie. I'm Janine. And we love you. (laughs) Bye. And we'll see you next week. Bye.